All right, welcome into Are You Serious, episode 12. Yeah, we didn't get canceled with Lauren, so uh, we are back for another. Oh my God, this view is so I awful. know, it's so bad. I've just, I've given up on it. We yeah. talk about it every time. Everybody's probably sick of it. But um, To everyone who tuned in last week, you're welcome, or I'm sorry. I don't know which one. Yeah. Maybe I, I, enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoyed it. I think it was great. And like I said, it was kind of our idea to yeah. lighten things up a little bit after episode 10 with yeah. all the El Nino hurricane talk, you know. And Which, people and people some people requested yeah. like wanting to know you know meet other members of the mm-hmm. staff so we're going to you know sprinkle those in in the future. Yeah, we were going to do Darion right after but we said yeah. hey I know we got some weather lovers who yeah. um want to know more weather stuff and that's fine. We yeah. have that for you. I think this is a podcast for everybody. Yeah. That's the goal. Right. So whether it be the morning show, whether it be the evenings, whether it be uh weather, we have it. Um I do have a couple of questions and then this one is called Shooting the breeze. Shooting the breeze. Because you don't have any notes. No notes. You're totally unprepared for a change. Yeah. And that's what we did with Lauren, and you saw how that went. So who knows what this one's going to do. Okay. Um, But I'm really excited because there's a couple of things I want to ask. First off, if you're watching this and wondering how are we doing this, I'm technically in Kentucky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Andrew, Kentucky. Um, But this is our episode 12, and this is what's fun. I want to catch up on you first and okay. catch up on how everything's going. Um, how's Jamie doing? Uh, Jamie is good. Uh, cruising right along, you know. It's This is kind of that quiet time of the mm. year, you know. Not a lot going on weather-wise before the, the meat of hurricane season shows yeah. up. So, uh, cruising along, working in the garden, still uh, getting that done. Yeah. And having a ball. It's crazy to me because the episode here on this Thursday, Memorial Day, is next week yeah um that kind of that's kind of the kickoff yeah that is the kickoff severe weather season for us you get the summertime weather pattern and then we uh we really start getting into hurricane stuff so you'll start seeing some of that stuff from us um i do want to say your garden yeah i'm i've kind of impressed myself this year it's it's uh great it's pretty good yeah if you don't follow me on facebook i had a completely rotten deck uh Mm -hmm. that i started ripping up in january Went from that to had a patio installed, and that just kind of snowballed into, well, let's build a pergola. Let me try to do this and do this and do this, and it just expanded and ended up kind of being a whole backyard makeover. So I'm loving it. I We always talk about it. You know, I'm a homebody. I love to be at home. Yep. If I'm not here, I'm either at happy hour or at home. Um, and if I'm at happy hour, I'm home by 6.30. Um, it's the best part. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I'm an outside guy, so I love to hang out outside and got my yard. It's my, it's my stress release. Yep. Nothing feels better than for me to get out there and to get my hands dirty and to feel like I accomplished something. And so I love that. And let me just tell you too, for people that listen, because we have people that don't, yeah. I mean, outside of Myrtle Beach, when we say happy hour, I want to go ahead and say like Myrtle Beach should be like Myrtle happy hour beach because yeah. Back home, when you say happy hour, it's just drinks. Right. A lot of states don't, like North Carolina doesn't allow happy hour. Y'all. We have it made here. Yeah. You get food, like, for example, you can get food entrees that typically are 18 bucks or something. Yeah. For as cheap as $5. Yeah, 5 bucks. So it's it's drinks, it's food, it's appetizers. You could go have a meal with your family, say family of four, 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If that. I love to make happy hour my meal because I'm also cheap. Me and um, you both. I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm cheap. So if I can go and get some, you know, $5 yeah. steak bites and a and a salad from Chuck's and a drink or two for five bucks a pop, mm-hmm. that's, 
You can't it's a good beat night. it. Yeah. It's a good night for sure. So it. I just wanted to make sure we say because I yeah. know we've mentioned a lot, and they're like, wham. Oh. They probably think if it's drinks only. <laughs> right. These two just drink <laughs> all just the time. drink all the time. We don't. <laughs> There's coffee in here. We eat a lot, too. Uh, we obviously, do. Obviously. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've tried to work on eating, but yeah. uh, that hasn't helped. Um, 12 episodes. Yeah. I feel like we say it every time, but thank you to everyone who tuned in. Believe it or not, La Nina and El Nino was one of the top viewed. Which kind of blows my mind. On YouTube. Yeah. So thank you. That means a lot. We want to say thank you so much that I think we may just keep the shooting the breeze term for all future episodes. Yeah. So we here's the inside scoop. We used to pick questions yeah. that fit into the theme of the episode. Right. Forget that. We're not going to do that anymore because there's so many questions. There's so many questions. <laughs> Look at this. This is our new set, our I new love prop. It. That I, we need to get this crafted. So if anybody wants to decorate it, that'd be lovely. Anya, if you're back there. Right. Um, we have so many questions that we're going to dedicate a whole episode. That is a lot of questions. And you're excellent. <laughs> Thanks to you for keeping up with the questions because, like, I see them and I kind of put them in my head. Yeah, me too. You organize them. I screenshot them. it, whatever. So this episode is going to be all from you all. We don't know what we're going to talk about. Okay. I remember typing some of these months ago, some of them not. This is all the questions we've ever gotten Okay. that we haven't gotten to. We don't have to answer them all today. Okay. Good. But That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. There's at least 30 in here, if not yeah. more. But what we're going to say is if you ask a question on a YouTube premiere, Twitter, Facebook, we're going to put it right back in here. And yeah. from now on, every episode, as long as it's appropriate, yeah. we're going to answer some random questions. Yeah. Maybe we'll save the uh, not appropriate ones for uh, Are You Serious After Dark. Which may get a launch <laughs> season one soon after Lawrence episode. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this will be fun. I'll draw a question. You draw a question. We'll both answer I it. I love it. And we don't know what we're going to pick. Oh, boy. So okay. I put... Your all's names on there. I put where it came from. That way you get kind of say, oh, that's me. Yeah. So uh, here we go, oh, shall we? Oh, boy. This is our new shooting the Breeze. Shooting the Breeze. Ooh. Oh. Daphne. D-A-P-H-N-E. Daphne. Daphne? Daphne. Sorry, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> we can already see how this, how this segment's going to go. I added an extra E. Oh, Daphne. Daphne. What a question to kick off on. Have king tides always been as damaging as they've been in the past years? Or is this a change in local weather patterns via Facebook? Thank you, Daphne. Huh. (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple of episodes. Um, First of all, uh, king tides are not driven by weather. Correct. They are driven by... The moon and tide cycles. Yes. Um, so not driven by weather. They can be made worse by weather. Mm-hmm. So if you have a king tide, which if you're not familiar, uh, is just an unusually high, high tide. tide. Yep. Um, if you have a king tide that corresponds with a weather pattern, say, that brings an onshore wind. Mm-hmm. We have an east wind off the ocean and a king tide. You can add a little bit more to it. Um Obviously, a king tide and a tropical storm hurricane are a terrible combination, so it can be impacted by weather, but it's not driven by weather. Uh, in my time here, there's there's always been king tides here. I remember vacationing in Myrtle Beach very distinctly my senior year of high school uh, and was staying down in Garden City, and remember the causeway 
uh, being flooded yeah. two nights of vacation because of the king tide. So they've always happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've had a couple of sort of unfortunate situations and times where we did have king tides that corresponded with onshore winds, which made them a bit more notable. Uh, but they've always happened. Yeah. That's really good. That's how I was going to answer it. So, oh. um, I would say think back to Ian. Yeah. I know it's out of King Tide, but the same kind of story and came suddenly set up with the surge. Oh, you talked about it in a couple episodes ago. Uh, they all mixed together, but we had the onshore flow mm-hmm. so many days beforehand, mm-hmm. um, higher than normal surf already. Same thing with King Tides. If it matches up with a King Tide upcoming, because we know King Tides well in advance. Yeah. You can look to see when the King Tide is going to be for your area. What we don't know until the week of is how those winds are going to be oriented. Right. So I think, yes, the change in weather patterns can affect your king tide. That's the short answer. Have they been getting worse? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But there's also a factor um, where, you know, we've had a lot of hurricane activity lately. So we are missing a lot of dunes. Dunes. We've seen a lot of erosion, a lot of parts of the Grand Strand where the beach has been shortened because of hurricanes. Yeah. That worsens the impact of king tides. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you don't have as much beach to kind of absorb that rising high tide with king tides. So uh, they have been a bit more frequent. They yep. have been slightly higher than normal, but uh, that's more of a local factor of, for something that's always happened. Spring tides, again, have always, king tides rather, have always happened, not spring tides. What a question one. Yeah, that was Daphne, good. thank you. That all was right, good. you draw. All right. All right. This is our all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig in here. I'm nervous. All right, this is uh, Robert via YouTube. What is y'all's overall prediction for the upcoming summer in Myrtle Beach? Mm-hmm. The easy answer is yeah. hot and humid. <laughs> hot and humid. <laughs> um, I don't see any patterns, though, that indicate this is going to be, like, abnormally hot. Yeah. Which is good news. I do think, and I'm interested to see where the switch would happen with a more active El Nino. Yeah. What severe weather season toward the end of summer would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Myrtle Beach, Robert, it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. I, I don't think we'll have, you know, we'll have record-breaking heat some days, but I don't think you're going to see the big-time record warmth. In fact, if we were to correspond that with some of the winter temperatures that we looked at, yeah, most of your milder winters, which we had, were followed by near normal summers. So, right. and and you know, I always say we get this question a lot. No, oh, we yeah. had a we had a you know warm winter. Oh, it's going to be a scorching hot summer. When isn't it? Yeah, it even a is. even a cool yeah. summer in Myrtle Beach, it's going to be hot and humid. Yeah, you know, you may look at the numbers and it may be a degree above normal, a degree below normal. It's so hot and humid around here, you're not going to tell the difference. Mm -hmm. When you kind of average it all out, it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. Highs in the 90s, lows in the 70s, pop-up storms. El Nino may determine how stormy it is this summer, how not stormy it is this summer. Uh, It's going to be hot and humid. Some days it's going to be really hot and really humid. (laughs) Really humid. Yeah, other days it's going to be a little less hot, but still hot. Which, low-key, I... I'm not a big fan of the humidity. You just get used to it at this point. It's like you walk out, it's humid. However, I will say if we have the chance to approach humidity values that like we don't see often, mm-hmm. then I get kind of excited. I'm like, I do too. Let yeah. me see what this feels like, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, forget this. Yeah, we have those about once every three years, yeah. four years here. Um, 
I don't know the heat index value. You would know the story I'm talking about, but it was Florence. Mm-hmm. One year they got up to some insane amount. I think it, it was, was before I was here. 2014, 15, we had a brutal heat wave. Uh, it was when uh, uh, Columbia had their all-time record high. I think they made it to 108. Mm. Uh, Florence That's had a temperature of 106. Uh, here at the beach, it's hard to hit 100 mm-hmm. here at the beach because of our proximity to the ocean tends to keep us fairly close. It was right around July 4th when we had this heat wave. Uh, I just remember this day distinctively for some <laughs> god-awful reason. I decided that day to go to uh, Myrtle Waves Water Park. Mm. Uh, we had an excessive heat warning in place. The temperature was 99. Uh, the dew point was about 80 or 81. And the heat index in Myrtle Beach that day was 125, <laughs> and it was just <laughs> like you just you can't you can't function. No, when the heat index is 125, yeah, awful. Mm. We haven't had any of those since I've yeah. been here, but we do have. It's funny because Darian and I were talking on the morning show. That was I guess it was about a week or two ago. We had our first true mugginess. Yeah, where we pulled out the muggy meter, yeah. and. You know, on our muggy meter, it like hit the middle of the yeah, tier, right? And right then and there, I was like, "All right, I'm good. Yeah. Put this back yeah. up. We're set." Um, but for people that ask too, I know this isn't a question there. That muggy meter, those bars are basically just dew point values. Dew point, yeah. So the higher the dew point, you get into the miserable category. Yeah. So who asked that, Robert? That was Robert via uh, YouTube. <laughs> this is oh, no. this is nervous. I just I know I just don't know what we're gonna pull out. Ooh, I like this question. Uh, Mark, we've answered his questions too. Also, if you ask multiple questions, I only took like two or one of yours. That way we could get everyone in. Um, Mark, I think we've answered, we did a whole episode on one of your questions. Um, Why don't you provide relative humidity levels on air or on the weather app? Mark via Facebook. We do have those. This question. On the app. App, On our app. Yeah. Um, Our app does provide. Uh, dew point and relative humidity. If you're looking for that, uh, both as current, what it is right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking, double-checking. Yep, Myrtle Beach right now, uh, humidity 67%, dew point 64. Uh, you can, it's not provided on the hourly forecast. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Uh, just because there's not room. Yeah. <laughs> there's literally same not way, room. I know he asked once about ocean temperatures. That's yeah. the same thing there. It does. It doesn't really mean much other than you could get that on a forecast quick with our surf. Yeah. I will and I'm say, pushing. I'm pushing because I've had this a lot. I'm pushing to get water temperatures on our app. Yes. So people know. Well, that would be awesome. Yeah. Why don't we? It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard, um, and it's complicated. And uh, actually, I think Maddie B just recently did a little segment mm-hmm. on relative humidity versus dew point. They're both measures of moisture, but they both have different definitions. And honestly, people know when it's humid. People know when it's not humid. We do break it down with our muggy meter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an easy way. Yeah. And like you mentioned, it is basically reflective of dew points, yeah. which is just another measure of the moisture in the atmosphere. There are some markets where people talk about dew points a lot and that audience may know about dew points because it's kind of talked about a lot. We'll mention it here and there. Um, But if you're going to talk about dew point, a lot of people don't know what dew point is, and Mm -hmm. you kind of have to take a minute to explain it and break it down. And we only have so many minutes. And we only have so many minutes. And honestly, the average viewer just wants to know, is it going to rain tomorrow and how's the weekend? Yeah. Um, Also, if you want to win a weather bet, bet your friend this. 
Next time you hear your best friend say, oh, it's so humid outside. I bet the relative humidity is 80% on a summer day here in Myrtle Beach in the afternoon. You can look your friend in the eyes and say, I will bet you a hundred bucks. It is less than that. Yeah. What most people don't get, and I think the misconception is relative humidity is always its highest in the morning. Yes. Because as your temperature and dew point separate, your percentage goes down. So if you want to win a bet, there's your free way to get some money because it's going to be lower most days and there's, in the afternoon. And there's a reason it's called relative Correct. humidity. It's, rel- it's the humidity relative to the temperature. I always use this example. If it's 45 degrees and the dew point is 45, yeah, 100%. The humidity is 100%. Mm-hmm. That's not humid. Mm-mm. The air is saturated, yep. but it's not humid. If it's 75 degrees, dew point is 75, <laughs> then it's getting muggy. It's yeah. getting really humid. Your humidity is also 100%, but it can also be 95 degrees. Your dew point is. 75 your humidity i can't do the math maybe 60 percent yeah it's still humid Mm -hmm. dew point is absolute relative humidity is relative Mm, it's good look at us we did weather on the podcast holy smokes (laughs) there we are (laughs) after last episode we got it all right next question thank you this one's me all right thank you mark (laughs) Uh, oh gosh that's (laughs) whoo Noah's fire and smoke map showed much of Canada covered in light to medium smoke this month. This map also shows light smoke hanging over much of the U.S. Northeast and mid-Atlantic regions. How can smoke hang around for that long and make it so far? Can smoke affect us with weather? Curious, since it's something so small that we often don't hear about. Judy, via YouTube. Love it. This is awesome. The density of smoke can actually force it to stick around for quite some time. Dust is also the same way. Yeah. Oh, Judy. Love this question. Yeah. And it's actually something that happens kind of fairly often. Honestly, you would probably not know this. Let's just dumb it down to sunrises and sunsets. The reason we get such a beautiful color is because of smoke and dust in our atmosphere. Yeah. I know. It blows your mind. So when you're saying, wow, look at that beautiful, it's technically a dirty sunrise, sunset. Um, Implications for us, it could have a lot of implications. Um, Dust and smoke can actually stabilize your atmosphere. Mm -hmm. We could start with that. Um, Or you could go to the easy answer, and I think tropics. Mm -hmm. Saharan dust. You get strong plumes of Saharan dust, which typically happens in the early summer seasons. Mm -hmm. You get strong winds that force... Um, basically the dust out over the Atlantic and it just stabilizes the activity in the Atlantic ocean. Yeah. It's really dry air and it's very stable air associated with that Saharan dust. And, and it doesn't take much. Uh, we call it Sol, yeah. uh, the Saharan air layer and it, it'll shut down the tropics. If there's a big Sol out there, it'll shut them down in a heartbeat, shut it down in a heartbeat. And we could even have it on the opposite side. We've had wildfire smoke. Yeah. Smoke and dust come from the northwest portion, um, Pacific area. So yeah. just think of, think of our. It's just so weird. I wish there's trajectories where you could look at the air mass and where it's originating from. Mm-hmm. This is way over top, but 
it's really cool to show what kind of air is moving into our area. Mm-hmm. And we use those forecasts a lot when it comes to smoke and dust. Yeah. So if we know there's a big wildfire out in Wyoming or Colorado, we can look to see where that air is going to go. Yeah. And say, hey, it may be a little bit hazier yeah. as we go into the next couple of days. And we could probably adjust our forecast based off that. And that's and that's usually the extent of our impacts. Like I said, it's it's fairly common yeah. that that we will get a hazy sky a couple times, especially this time of the year leading into summer, uh, from wildfires either in, you know, northwest Canada, uh, the northwest part of the U.S. Um, you know, you think general terms, weather moves from west to east, the jet stream blows from west to east across the U.S., uh, that smoke gets picked up and it gets transported uh, all the way across the U.S. And we've had some fairly thick, hazy skies around here within yeah. the past couple of years. Uh, I think it was two years ago, really big wildfire season out west. And there was a while there where we had some really hazy, you get that kind of milky look to the sky. It's yeah. not a pretty blue sky. It's kind of milky. Mm-hmm. You can't really make out features. It's just hazy. And a lot of times that is going to be from smoke uh, from fires out west. Judy, great Judy. question. Yeah, love Holy it. smokes. Love it. Look at this. I saw that and I was like, oh, I don't know what it is. And I remember typing some of these a long time ago. Yeah. I do not remember that one. All right. Mm, love this question. This is from our own Rose. Rose. Um, is it true that lightning doesn't strike twice? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. One of the big weather myths. Um, to debunk it, I just think of the Sears Tower in Chicago. Sears Tower, Empire State Building. I don't remember the exact statistic but i think it's around 20 25 times a year uh that the empire state building uh is struck by lightning Uh, and you could probably apply that to any radio tower around here any tall television tower they're getting hit multiple times a year uh from lightning growing up my grandparents house was hit by lightning three separate occasions yeah you know so yeah absolutely not basically if you're a tall object if you're a metal object and you've got a big metal spike sticking up at the top of you you're getting hit a There's lot. There's a couple of people that have survived like multiple strokes. There's one person I think who's been struck by like eight times. I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing outside? Go if there's a storm, or just like not get done. underground. That's like, <laughs> <No. laughs> simple answer. Yeah. Thank you, Rose. Yeah. All right, you're up. All right. Love it. <laughs> this is kind of this fun. is fun. I'm liking this. Uh, will you ever offer storm spotter classes again? Sunshine mm. 245 on YouTube. I'd love that. I would too. We did this a long time ago. Um, we actually had a network of spotters, and I think I told the story. We had them in here uh, for like a picnic on a Saturday. Oh, uh, we I had them in this. here. Uh, we were the plan was to kind of go through some storm spotter classes, like what to look for, what cloud features to look for um, when there's severe weather around. And we ended up having a major severe weather outbreak that day, uh, and did wall to wall tornado coverage with a room full of storm spotters. So that was fun. I would love that. Um, I don't want to make any false promises because <laughs> yeah, our plates way. our plates are kind of full right now. Um, but especially this time of the year in the spring, uh, check out your local National Weather Service office, mm-hmm. Skywarn, uh, Skywarn, because they do have spotter classes and they're mm-hmm. usually offered two or three times a year. Um, and you can actually go to this class and become Skywarn certified. Yeah, uh, and that basically means if you call up the National Weather Service and report hail or a funnel cloud. Uh, they know that you're you're kind of legit because you've been through the storm spotter class. We get a lot of scary looking clouds around here. Mm-hmm. The people I saw a tornado. <laughs> well, it really wasn't. Uh, but stud. yeah, but with that Skywarn training, you can actually kind of learn to tell the difference, and your report will carry a lot more weight with the National Weather Service. I would love to eventually do it to where we invite 
weather enthusiasts, photographers, yeah. all that. Yeah. Be great. But it takes a lot of planning. It does. And we're heading into a pretty busy time. Um, we are. So Sunshine 245, check out National Weather Service office in Wilmington. I think they have a section on their website called Outreach. Okay. Uh, and I think that's where they have the schedules. Maybe soon from us down the road. Yeah. Not anytime. Also, another question, and we'll, we can kind of just look for an announcement, and that's all I'll say on this. Someone asked about um, Hurricane Expo. We're doing something fun for Hurricane Week. We are. We're mixing it up. So uh, we're not doing a full-on expo this year, but we're doing a couple other things. So you'll see that soon. Announcements coming soon. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't put that in there because yeah. I was like, oh, oh, I love this. Um, so our morning producer, Anthony, listens to every episode. Does he is, really? And is obsessed. I love Anthony. He's um, great. To the point to where he just wants to know a lot, and he sends me questions weekly. <laughs> and I've been keeping a couple of these in. Um, Mythbuster question. And I had to look this up. It's actually the answer over here <laughs> because I was like, I know it's true, but I didn't know. Can you really tell the temperature by the number of cricket chirps from Anthony? Have you heard about this? I have heard about it. And I'm going to say, because I think I've looked it up or read it before, I think it's true. It is true. Um, so this is a book that I would recommend everyone get if you're a fan. It is a Backyard Weather Folklore by a meteorologist who was in Louisville, John Belsky. That's our first ad on uh, Are You Serious? <laughs> he basically takes all the weather myths and he grades them based on how they work. Anthony, because he said his mom always said that this was the case. I didn't put that in the question. Crickets, a cricket thermometer. Count the number of cricket chirps in 15 seconds. Add 37 to that number to get the current temperature. Accuracy score B+. Plus. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> if I hear a cricket inside my house, I'm looking for it to kill it and step on it. One, um, two, three. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> I'm walking around with the raid. Um, I learned that's something cool, yeah. sort of yeah, no, new I today. had heard that. I didn't know the, the mathematical formula Add to it. 37 but, yeah. in 15 seconds of chirps. Yeah. <laughs> I think, obviously, if you've been, if you were born and raised in the Carolinas, you know, there's one weather myth that everybody brings out every winter around here. Mm. Uh, and it's the thunder in winter. Yep. Snow seven days later. Yep. Depending on who your grandma was, it could be snow in five days, seven days, ten days, or twelve days. But mm. basically, if it thunders in winter, it's going to snow. <laughs> Bigger um, opportunity yeah. than window. Yeah. Um, eh, on that one. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe we can handle that as we go into winter. We'll take a deep dive into that. Well, let's do a couple more, um, okay. and then we'll slowly begin to wrap this up. Is it my turn? Yep. All right. <laughs> I'm not looking again. Crickets. Crickets. I love this one too. Oh, uh, what are the most frustrating forecast busts? Uh, oh. This is Jeff via Facebook, and I think we probably covered some of these in the past. But I will gladly tell the story again, with probably a tear coming down my eye. Uh, I'll I'll let you cue that story up. I don't know if I mean I have events 100. percent I think the ones that really stink. Obviously, this is the easy answer is the one that you feel the most confident about. But it happens. Um, severe weather ones for me mm -hmm. hit hard. Mm -hmm. Not because I want them to happen, but you spend weeks mm -hmm. looking at a pattern, days, building the graphics. The forecast is there. All the yeah. ingredients are there. And something just doesn't pan out. Remember, mm -hmm. model data isn't the gospel. You say that all the time. Mm -hmm. Don't take this as the gospel. But it's and and a lot of it's now casting, but it's so easy 
to just sit there and like you're looking at this for days and days and this this is it like this is gonna mm-hmm. happen and then day of we're looking good but there's a there's a point in each day when this happens where you're like oh no uh, yeah you you, oh, you no. hit that realization that your forecast is is falling apart in and, front of you and you start to figure out all right what graphics need to be built? How yeah. do we work this yeah. down? So for me, I would say severe weather now. Back then, it was snow. Um, just because you want to get every line drawn so yeah. perfectly, and it's not possible. But yeah. um, speaking of snow. Yeah, yeah. With the winter ones, the winter ones are the worst. And uh, you can ask any meteorologist here in this market. This was just before you came. Um, probably the biggest bust in most of our careers. Um, all of my biggest busts have been snowstorms. Uh, but yeah, 20. 19 20 i can't remember when that was they blend together but yeah it was the big coastal southeast snowstorm you know Mm. and you could see it coming a mile away the setup was as good as it gets for snow around here um it was just a classic setup for snow on the coast of south carolina and our forecast was out two to four inches of snow like I, i told this story before i got up that morning Temperature was like 27. It was already cloudy. Looked at the radar, and it's snowing in Jacksonville, Florida. It's snowing in Tallahassee. It's snowing in Savannah, and it's all coming up the coast. And I'm like, score. (laughs) This one, we have nailed it. This one is going down. It's going to snow. It's going to be perfect. Started to get a little freezing drizzle. That was kind of in the forecast. Got a little sleet. Got a little freezing rain that morning. It was expected to change over the snow, and... You know, the radar was, all the moisture was coming up, and it got to about Georgetown and just, just kind of stopped. And I was like, okay, well, we'll be, we'll be all right. Just a little delay. And the rest of the day, it just stopped. It would make it to about Georgetown and wouldn't come any further mm. north. And then it kind of started looping around. So it's snowing in Georgetown. Uh, it's snowing in Florence. Uh, it's snowing in Lumberton. It's not doing anything in Myrtle Beach. A couple of little spits of sleet, a little bit of freezing oh. drizzle. Uh, and then the moisture just kind of reformed just north of us so it's snowing in calabash and there was just a hole literally over myrtle beach where it didn't snow that evening i will never forget uh it was snowing in conway snowing to beat the band in conway georgetown had five inches on the ground florence had five inches just across the border it was snowing and we were getting flurries and it just it just fell apart Uh. and there was that realization i remember robert and i kind of looking at each other like yeah it's it's uh it's not gonna happen. There's no worse feeling. Oh, it's yeah yeah because it's, especially with forecast that sensitive in a yeah. place like this for snow, you just you pour your heart and soul into it, yeah. and for it to look so good, and then just to go to waste. It's just I've never felt so deflated from a forecast in my life. It's yeah. awful. Mm. Let's great, move on. Let's question. move on. <laughs> let's. Uh, I'm let's crushed. Not bring yeah, the, brings uh, back bad memories. In. Yeah, we got time for two more. Hopefully. Okay. Let's see. Oh goodness. We only have time for one more. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if we'll pull this. He's going to be so excited. On a scale of 1 to 10, how frustratingly hard is it to take something as complicated as weather with all its thermodynamics and chaos and talk about it at a fifth grade level every day to the average person? John via Twitter. John's great. He's great on Twitter. Love John. Yeah, John is great. Smart guy. Uh, very active on Twitter and always sends us some good stuff. Um Am I answering this one first? It doesn't matter. Uh, I saw this one come across and actually started kind of thinking about it. Yeah, me too. When I first got into this business 20 years ago, 
and I think this happens with a lot of young people coming into this business, is I'm going to be that guy that teaches. Mm. I'm not just going to give the weather. I'm going to teach. I'm going to explain to people what 500 millibar vorticity does. <laughs> I'm going to talk about cape on the air. I'm going to explain the jet stream. Then you learn real quick, if it's not doesn't the seven-day forecast in the weekend or is it going to rain tomorrow, it really doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a couple of years. And now, on as far as how frustrating it is on a scale of one to ten, not at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. It's yeah. it's a zero because yeah. it's just it's habit now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want to say we're dumbing down for our viewers, but we're yeah. giving our viewers what they want. Yeah, hundred people, percent. People are busy. Uh, they're living their lives. They're tuning in in the morning or they're cooking dinner and helping with homework in the evening. In my case, they don't want to know what's you know this area of spin in Missouri is how it's going to bring us a thunderstorm in two days. Yeah, you know it's just. And plus, we have limited time, you know, two and a half, three minutes. we got to tell them when it's going to rain, how hot it's going to be, what the weekend looks like, and here's your seven-day forecast. Yeah, 100%. And it's old habit now. Yeah. It's just habit. I would say early on, my answer would have been like seven or eight, but now I'm the same way. Yeah. It's our job. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know that, John, that sounds like the easy answer, um, but there's meteorologists in the world who get to dive into that. If we wanted to dive into that, we would have went that route. You know, yeah, that's kind of what I say. And it's different today, too, because and it's not too frustrating because we will occasionally geek out. There are outlets for us now to get into the Look science, at this podcast, like, whether it's Twitter, whether it's a podcast, whether it's Facebook, whether yeah. it's, you know, some of the digital, you know, weather cast that we do where we can kind of take a deep dive. But just on a normal day, you know, I used to spend so much time uh, making weather maps we call them surface maps for the U.S. And, you know, there's a cold front here and a warm front here and an occluded front and a dry line and a trough. Now, Why not keep it simple? Simple. I, you know, unless it's a powerhouse cold front, I'm not even putting a cold front on there. You yeah. know, it's it's going to turn cooler tomorrow. Because yeah. you can say that. We're getting a push of cool air, and yeah. it's the exact same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a zero great for question, me. Great question, John. It's just, yeah, really great question. But, yeah, it's a zero for me because it's, it's, it's just habit now. It's just part of the – And you may hear us say those things, but it's not because we're trying to teach anymore. It's just like, oh, yeah. it slips. Hey, the energy yeah. in the atmosphere yeah. for and, some Or we will keep it simple. We'll say energy. We'll say fuel in the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, we'll, we will keep it simple because, like I said, and it's not, it's not dumbing down because of a dumb audience. It's simplifying for the sake of – the customer, you know, viewers yeah. are our customer, and they, like I said, they want to know, is it going to rain Saturday? Yeah. How's my kid's birthday party? Can I go to the beach tomorrow? And that's what we're giving them. Yeah, that's 100%. what we're here to give them. Love that question. Yeah, we'll do good. one. Let's more. do one more. This is so fun. You go ahead. It if it's turn. one that we've already asked or answered a person, then just put it back. Okay. If it's someone new, we'll answer it. This is interesting. Uh, can you tell from radar or cloud type? How big the raindrops will be before a rainy day? This is Tracy. Before a rainy day. Yeah, before a rainy day. This is Tracy via Facebook. This is Tracy that sends us those lovely sunrises and sunsets, too. So, Tracy Tompkins. So, can you tell from the radar or cloud type how big the raindrops will be? Before. Before a rainy day. Tell from radar. So, (laughs) yes and no. On the day of, a hundred percent. Yeah, I could look at not to nerd out correlation coefficient. You yep. could look at the reflectivity values. So radar, when you see those um, deep reds, mm-hmm. purples, sometimes white, that is 
the reflectivity value that tells us, hey, there is some big time drops in that. And the radar is sending out a signal and it sends us back a color code. So during the day, absolutely. Before, I would say it's going to be all dependent on model data. Mm -hmm. And the answer is still yes, Mm -hmm. but also not, not to the point that we could the day of. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to take it a lot more general Mm. than you did. Yeah. Um, If we're in a tropical environment. Mm. Yeah. Where we have just. Temperatures. Yeah. If if it's August or September, even kind of October around here, if we have just a tropical environment in place, uh, tropical downpours tend to be what we call efficient rainmakers. Yeah. Um, Tiny drops. But just thick yeah. amounts of them, just really densely packed. And you've probably noticed this in our summer downpours. Even in a hurricane, when you have a hurricane, you don't have big raindrops. Mm-hmm. You have really fine rain. It's small drops. A lot but these of drops, are, they add up really, really quick. That's a tropical environment. So if there's a, you know, you kind of know, okay, if we're just loaded with tropical moisture, it's going to be tiny raindrops kind of a day. Um, you get your biggest raindrops usually as a shower or thunderstorm is developing we've all been driving down the road those times where you get those just massive drops that almost sound like hail in most cases that's a thunderstorm that's just beginning Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of processes that tend to break apart raindrops because remember these raindrops are bumping into each other they're getting blown around by updrafts and downdrafts and they're kind of splitting apart um so those really big raindrops that you get sometimes around here in the summer you're under a developing thunderstorm usually. which if you're looking at clouds the day of would typically look like a normal modern day cloud yeah and then as you see the cloud grow those raindrops are going to decrease in size so yeah. dang tracy this was really fun did i you really like it? i did i like i had a this lot. one playing for a little bit yeah. but we had to get some questions i like it uh we yeah, have got a lot at least there. 10 more yeah um but what's great about this is we're going to keep this chest on here the entire time yep and now when you all have it, I will type them out, put them in here. And each episode, we will answer a couple of these blind before we go into yeah. our new segment. And maybe we'll call this segment Shooting the Breeze. Shooting the Breeze. I don't know. Do you uh, like it? Enjoy I it? I did. I really like that. <laughs> I feel like we covered a lot of ground. We made a lot a of lot. people happy. And yeah. uh, we got back into weather. Got back into weather. Next week, we're going to continue a little bit of weather, but we're also going to uh, talk to Darion. Yeah, we're going to have Darion on. Um Stay tuned, like we were mentioning, for some hurricane season stuff. Um, coming soon. Yeah, Very coming soon. soon. Really soon. Uh, we'll be working on that. Um, tying up loose ends for a live podcast. Mm-hmm. Can't um, wait. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. So like, subscribe, share, comment, send us questions. And on that live podcast, I imagine this. But with people. Yeah. But with people, yeah. And, and just and answering questions and talking and, and having fun. And probably a cocktail. And probably a cocktail or something. So that yeah. does it for episode 12 episode 12 yeah so 13 is coming up next with darion so we will uh see you that next one go around all right sounds good are you serious a weather conversation between you and us you'll have a good one